Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show uh, 516. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter from the beautiful Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA, a mere miles away from uh, a near death and carnage of hell in a cell i need to figure out something else that's happened in pittsburgh to announce <laughs> um but uh, we're here to talk pro wrestling and the like on the flagship of wrestling mayhem show.com uh with me the crew has amassed we are in the studio the lights are still on no we didn't have a problem with the lights the power is is fine and mostly paid up uh you know, the internet is on and we are streaming at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com to our fine spectators in the chat rooms and uh and, and with me on the internets that actually work Eamon hayden at Eamon two please on the twitter he is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, a good friend of Johnny Mundo. God, stop saying that. I'm going to say it. <laughs> more I say it. Every time you say it. It'll become uh, true. And then you'll be parkouring uh, across the rooftops of Austin, Texas with him. Yeah, yeah that'll happen. Um, One day. And not necessarily anything about him, but my physical ability. Um, but no. Uh, Start today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to not be hosting the show this week. You did a wonderful watch. job, by the Anyone way. Anyone who watched 515... <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Get your money back. Hey, hey. hey, man, I watched it. It was fine. Aww. It was wonderful. It was wonderful, good sir. As you heard that voice, it is the um, um, the sounds of the Renegade Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> the oh, sound wow. guy, Wheels, <laughs> Hot Wheels RWA on the Twitters. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if I'm the sounds of... <laughs> it works. RWA, because... I could not do 186 crazy, rabid fans. No, I mean, not at once. I mean, not I'd once. sound like a howler monkey or something. But I do the sound for the music. And the docile sounds of Burt Grin when he does his ring announcing <laughs> and the crowd's not booing him. Docile. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's great. And then there's the, the voice of the Renegade Wrestling Alliance in the ring. With the Isaac. Old school Burt Legrand. Uh, welcome, Sorgatron. Thank, thank you for having me. This in is the great. studio. This you... is great. Sorgatron Manor. This is a beautiful place. Thank you. you got the Th- monkey. Thank, this is thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. You've seen me outside. Okay. Um, it, what, it, this, this is not your first time on this show, se- right? It's my third time on the show. Second time in Sorgatron Manor. There you go. There you go. Uh, joining us with the, uh, the, the pro wrestling old school knowledge going to be talking today thank you so much for joining us and and also since i missed renegade <laughs> wrestling alliance and yeah, also right did. also i nearly missed by the way by the way i was in tennessee and i'm on my way back driving to the airport on monday 
And I stopped at a, at a rest stop, and I found a poster for a wrestling show. Oh, wow. I was trying so hard to find a wrestling show in Tennessee. Sure. And it was featuring Jeff Jarrett, who was just in Meadville a week before. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> because it's Tennessee, right? Right, of course. Um, and nobody else I recognized. I took a picture of it. I need to go find out. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up for Indy Mayhem show later, I think. Nice. Remind me, Eamon. Um, but anyways. I, oh, I forgot where I was going from there. Um, but anyways. um <laughs> This is a Wrestling Mayhem Show. That's what we're doing. WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe to this and all so many other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, newly on the Google Play podcast place. Lovely. Search for it. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Don't try it on the app yet. Hopefully very, very soon. But please subscribe to that. And, And I actually do recommend you to subscribe to all your favorite podcasts on the Google Music. Even if you don't end up using the Google Music app, help them out. And even our friends, like, should I drink that? The Scarehouse podcast, Katie Dutters, that was on uh, a few weeks ago. That's her podcast. Um, just, uh, you know, we don't know what Google's going to do with these and and help people get a hot start to Google Music as a platform. Subscribe to them. If there's a, I don't even know if there's a rating mechanism or comments or anything, but, but put that on there. It's all wild Cop- so far. Copy and paste West. your comment you've already definitely made on iTunes and put it over there on Google <laughs> Music. Um, and you don't need an iPhone or an Android to do it. Uh, just go to music.google.com and you probably all have Google accounts and you can get into it. So um, go, go do that. Support that and especially support, please support this show as well. Uh, also, youtube.com slash wrestling mayhem show and the Facebook page, the Facebook group for wrestling mayhem show. Videos are being shared on there of the shows and thank you to our patreon subscribers of which i'm trying to find a list but i know who's always there that's first of all the wrestlingrevolution.com mr garza from el paso is 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 the longtime patreon supporter thank you so much for that also um um oh oh, oh almost forgot Bo- Uh, help us with the show um, or, so I'll say it like that the Jennifer and Matthew Carlin's um, Foundation for Podcast Betterment Ed Burke and I don't know if the fifth person is Alex Cars or Matt Mike so I'm just going to roll with both of them thank you so much guys I'm pretty sure it's Alex <laughs> so I, I think, I'm so sorry Patreon changed things and they buried like the list and I can't really easily bring it up anymore. And I just noticed the number was different, so I haven't been able to um, um, check that out. So apologies for that. Um, so somebody got extra extra notified. Um, that's okay. They're part of the show, anyways. Uh, but and also you can drop a line at uh, good times. Good times. Good times. Thank you. Good times at wrestlingmanshow.com four one two two zero six WMS zero. And you can join us here live at dot wrestlingmanshow.com with the chat room and the live stream and the stuff we don't talk about on the show. All right, let's get into it. Into the show. Um it was a very you know, we've been very astonished lately at Monday Night Raw and how things have gone. The Shane O'Mac factor, the uh new faces factor. And um I noticed last night. Did anybody else notice how much they were saying arrival last night on Monday Night Raw? Um, In fairness, I do not pay attention to the commentary. You don't. You don't. But I was. I was. Well, I was watching. I was watching Raw at thirty thousand feet, so I well, was go. very much, um, um, you know, paying attention to the commentary. Which actually, aware. what's that? Sensory aware. Yes. Yes. The the elevation does not elevate all of the commentary, but it definitely um, <laughs> makes you have to pay attention to it. Um, but uh, but still, uh, so I, I watched the first raw that way. Caught up with the second half of it. 
Um, very, very, very right on the dot an hour and a half into it, actually. Um, uh, I caught up the rest of it this morning. And again, you know, kind of catching up more than I usually do on, on commentary. But and I don't know if they've been doing this in the past because I, I watch it like you guys and maybe not so much attention to the commentary. Um, but I think they're very much acknowledging that this is this is the NXT era. Absolutely. Of Raw. Absolutely. And if you look at up yeah. and down, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I think Bert? so. I mean, um, you know, the, the presence is there. I think give any card on either Raw or SmackDown or, or Mania or any pay-per-view. Uh, or whatever the you know whatever the, what's the terminology now they're not pay per views anymore special events right yeah. on the network yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know every match has an NXT alumni on it or or, or multiple at the very right. least one right, right. and right. that's and that's you know a testament to what they've been able to do and relatively quickly with the the NXT brand with the performance center with bringing people up and, and a lot of those people you know they already come you know with the factory installed ability but um, it just goes to show you how quickly they can adapt and ramp up everybody with the WWE style. And I think it's it's a very welcome change because, you know, yeah, there's always a buzz post-mania in terms of you know, the reset button and, and getting everything on board. But here it seems even more fre- fresher than usual with all the different uh, uh, the different energies that are out there. Not just performers, not just characters, but I'm noticing the energies. It's a different yeah. energy with each of the each of the performers. And it, it also just feels like a completely different format to the show. Mm-hmm. Like if, obviously, it's still a three-hour show, and it's in that sense, it's the same sort of format. But um, like my favorite stuff from last night, I love the like they, they did that Apollo Cruise video, like that they never do. They never do like comp, like videos just to showcase like a, a talent or, or give a closer look at somebody, which I think would be so useful. And NXT's proven that. You know, those things are super useful. Right. And the, only, um, the only time they do those do those things are to hype them up before they debut. They never right. do it three or four weeks into a guy's you know, tenure. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing, though, and it brings exactly. up some of the stuff, you know, that you have in, like, a three-hour show. Like, I think that's nice, and I wish they'd do more of that. Um, but it's not even just the, the, like, actual performers themselves, just what they're doing with them. The whole, you know, the fact that we didn't go for the obvious choices in that tag title tournament. Right. And now right. Enzo and Cass are wrestling the Vaughn villains in the finals. Like, yeah. which I don't think a lot of people expected. Um, and, even and, the stuff. Or go ahead. And guaranteeing somebody different will face the new day right. in the end. Yeah, right. And, yeah. And they beat like, the two established teams and like the Dudleys and the Usos. Right. Like, I, I think that you know those are the two teams that they always go to. Constantly. Am I am I the only person? And I I never I'm never one to fantasy book, but am I the only am I the only person who sees the Bullet Club getting involved in that final and them being the ones to face the New Day? I know they're currently involved in the Reigns and AJ Styles thing and 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 that, but am I seeing that? Because because I, I, I think they can I, I think I, they can save the Vaude villains down the road. They can definitely save Enzo and Cast down the road. That's something you build towards. Enzo Enzo's promos against the New Day are going to be off the chain. But right. I think it's something they could do right now immediately. Bullet Club and New Day, fresh. I mean, very fresh, of course. But I think it's something they could definitely do right now. It's a whole lineup. That's my that's my dark horse pick for what's going to happen. Yeah, going forward. Yeah, but also I mean, going to that whole like NXT kind of style of Raw now. Uh, obviously, they weren't NXT, but the fact that like one of the top stories right now in Raw is the whole AJ Styles and Bullet Club stuff, right. which is something that obviously they are directly saying it's the Bullet Club, but they to mention somebody's past history and in, in, that has been completely done in another company yeah. is so 
different for them. Yeah, exactly. Well, even even a little bit. I've been I've been thinking about that when they were uh, was watching the main event. I think last night, and it was they were referencing the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn storied history that's mm-hmm. happened for so long, and realizing if you want the rest of that history. You need to go buy some Ring of Honor DVDs. Right, you know, exactly. like like if you really want to. Like yeah. I, I'm like I'm, I'm thinking about that every time they reference back to. I think of that yeah. uh, ladder war uh, show that they did, which was like the the ender of their feud, right? Yeah, which again is a little bit of. And if you were somebody that knows what that is, you have that little bit of insider tick. Like it's a little bit of um, again, you know. Randomly, I've been watching some like. Um, WCW around when Hogan came in and a bunch of basically a bunch of WWF guys were coming in right. uh, to WCW and they would still reference all the stuff they've, they've done and now they're here. Sure. Like and WWE's doing that, like just like WCW in 1993. I think you know, it's, it's obviously a different time. It's 23 years later, but right. it, it's it's WWE universe beats the universe. Right. And, and you realize in the times that we're in. You know, it's not that it's not that big a leap. You say, "Oh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have this long history." It's not that big a leap to okay, that's neat. Go on your laptop, go on your phone, do whatever, go on your tablet, and say, "Okay, well, you no, know, Google Sam, Kevin Owens, Google, Sam, Google Sami Zayn, YouTube it, Wikipedia it." You, you, you know, it's literally you're a minute away from the entire history and as you want to consume mm-hmm. it. And, and it's throwing a bone to you know, obviously, guys like Ring of Honor evolve. IWC, RWA are exactly. like, hey, Corey Graves, he was here. Right. You know, hey, right. this guy, he was here. Right. The Lugan Shulo, the drifter, uh, Elias Sampson was here, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. So that still referencing someone, th- something like that throws a bone to like a ring of honor. I remember there was a, uh, this is slightly off topic, but also very much on topic. I remember uh, back when Beth Phoenix was debuting in mm-hmm. WWE and, mm-hmm. and she was going through developmental that, at that time, OVW. And she was a valet in OVW, but also, you know, going through the motion, the the, the performance to to be a, uh, a performer in the WWE. We got notification. I think it was Drew Lazario had notified us that, hey, there's a chance they might be using her video with at the time Alexis Lurie became Mickey James uh, for that video. The the stuff that like I was doing commentary on. Like that could be used. I mean, never, never, never came to fruition, but mm-hmm. you know, there was that sort of thing. So I mean, they were doing it even back in two thousand five, two thousand six. The, the seeds were being planted. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and I think that's you know that 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 reference like that. You know, it, it's uh, it's interesting. And well, even to the point where it wasn't. There was a tweet last week about uh, matches from was it Progress. Got oh, announced. Evolve and progress because they're both hosting um, Global Cruiserweight Series right, right. qualifying matches. Right, and what an interesting way to do that. And obviously, what Revolution Pro, I know we've seen a lot of uh, footage, uh, especially when it comes to like you don't see New Japan stuff when yeah. and when uh, Baylor and Nakamura came in. It's Revolution Pro in the UK. Right. Yeah. Um. I, I thought it was always kind of interesting. Obviously, there's already a relationship there, so I, I imagine they'll probably get some of these uh, things as well. But um, and, and progress is not somebody I've heard a lot of. Right. Absolutely. And, and you're getting that now for the first. I mean, yeah, you know, it's been there, but now you're getting it. You know, it's almost like a you know, wash my wash your hand, I wash your you know, you wash mine, and, and 
it's you know is it Triple H is doing? Is that something else? I mean, it's not Vince's, mm-hmm. but is that you know is that the, that influence coming in that finally acknowledge that yes, there are other groups. They're not a threat to take over anything anytime soon, but they can at least build and at least build to our story, these different insular groups from all around. There's um, a little bit of a foreshadowing for Indie Mayhem show this this week, but we uh, uh, had the Mac Harlan's actually had a chance to talk with Booker T at the IWC uh, Meadville show. Ah. That's going to be on, uh, on, on this week's show. Very nice. And he did discuss a little bit about, you know, and, and this is, this is a common, you know, discussion of, you know, there was the territories and everybody was ready for prime time by time. They got to prime time TV with WWE or WCW or whatever the case was. And like this um, idea that these uh, indies, you know, again, we've talked about a long time. Maybe there should be a different name for all these. Um, are to the point where they are giving guys like a Kevin Owens slash Steen or a uh, Sami Zayn slash El Generico question mark, um, you know, the seeds to just roll right in Absolutely. and right up to a match with John Cena within like yeah. three months, right? Absolutely. Um, or AJ and why, Styles. And, and why shouldn't they? You yeah, know, they, exactly. They've built this reputation right. and they've built this selling point. I mean, Kevin Owens you know, not only, you know, yeah, he, you know, people on the Indies knew who he was, but like he came into WWE and I, I'd have to, you know, check numbers and stuff like that, but he, I would bet he's one of like the top merchandise sellers. Yeah. Currently. Oh, sure. sure. Like I can't tell you how many Kevin Owens t-shirts I see in indie wrestling shows. And that's yeah. what, that's what counts. <laughs> and even, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, that's what counts. even on television too, just look at the crowd on, on TV. I mean, you yeah. see, you see the new day shirts, you see Kevin Owens, you don't see as many Cena as before, I know it was a biggie that sent the tweet yesterday about uh, New Day's top sellers. Uh, so, uh, top sellers on Mania Weekend was the New Day. New Day merch was a top seller. Wow! Yeah, on WrestleMania Weekend of a hundred thousand, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we've been splitting the three ways. They're kind of doing okay right yeah, they're now. They're doing right? okay by themselves. Good for Kofi. Right. You know, in the long run. Good for Kofi. <laughs> Good, for Kofi. Good for Kofi. Finally, Stick though. it with them. And they say it themselves. They're selling you. Know, Unicorn horns and boxes of cereal. Like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Like, but you know, they've sold it because of their work and because right. of the well, stuff you, that they put into their actual. Was a biggie that was a biggie that said "Thank you for wearing phalluses on your head." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that was yeah. the exact phrase I was that was used, which is funny because on a quasi PG ask yeah. related yeah. tweet to actually say yeah. that there's a lot of hip gyrating <laughs> happening. Right. I, I don't know about the PG ask. Oh, but but I'm saying like phalluses on your head. And I think it was like, well, thank you for wearing phalluses on your head and 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 buying theoretical cereal or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I not to make this like a transition to this and the oh, let's talk about Robin Reigns train. But um, I honestly would really love to look at the numbers and see how women ranks on, on merch selling yeah. compared to guys like the New Day, guys like Kevin Owens. Right, you know, right. Well, like I honestly would like to see that. Well, that was interesting. I, and I know several of us here on this show listen to We Watch Wrestling, I think was where I heard this conversation. Because they talked about, I think that's where they talked about how many shirts are in the audience. Regardless of what you hear from the crowd, mm-hmm. there are still... A lot of Roman Empire shirts Absolutely. out there. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> you know, I, I don't doubt that at all. But John Cena's the same way. Right. You know. Especially with kids. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know. Roman is a little more cross-generational, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, you got dudes rocking it. You know, you got kids rocking it. You got the ladies rocking it because he's so dreamy, you know. Uh, Honestly, I think it's also a design thing yeah, too sure. yeah. some people like designs and yeah. they're like that's a p- pretty cool 
designed on Roman Reigns' right. name. And I mean, because I mean, I like Seth Rollins' stuff when he was on his own and before the injury and stuff. I'm like, this is a bad guy. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I like the way that shirt looks or this, that, and the other. And it's kind of like what Bert and I talked about earlier. It's not almost like a bad guy, good guy thing. It's it's like the fans like it for the style. Yeah, represent. I think, I think another. I think another part to that as well is that like um, uh, quantity. Like uh, Kevin Owens has only been in the WWE like what, like maybe a year and a half. Yeah, about and that. he's. Had, I would say he's had like ten different T-shirts at least. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, uh, New Day's had like five or six now. Like, yeah. It's, I, I think the fact that they're trying out new stuff, I couldn't tell you a Roman Reigns t-shirt other than the, the one he's wearing currently. Right. Like, it, it, it's, it's, I, I, there's still like some shield like crossover because that's the, the gear he had forever. But it, it is the spiritual successor, right? I mm-hmm. mean, he's kind of right. adapted it and mm-hmm. evolved it a little bit, but he's like, like, he's like, well, I love the shield. And that's still the shield guy, yeah. you know? Right. Like, like yeah. to, to the super, super casual fan, that doesn't even know all the wrestlers' names, right. which are let's be honest, most of them oh, they exist. Yeah, no, the, the, that's that's they're the not most as hardcore of, as us. No, 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 no. That's that's the point five that keeps swinging back and forth from week to week in, right. the, in the ratings, you know, or and actually even more so. It's probably actually a, probably fuller to a to a full point, you know. Well, right. wrestling, you know, like some people are just tuning in because oh, it's wrestling. Yeah, the, the Simone guy. And the guys with the unicorn horns and and this that goes you know, back to casting, which is me when I'm watching hockey. That guy, <laughs> the number number one of these is Sid, right. Sid Crosby, right? Right. right, 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 okay. And that goes back. Oh, that goes know. back. That goes back to the casting discussion. Yeah. it's just it's, it's a glorified casting. Well, 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 actually, we didn't. I don't think we had that here on the we had show it offline yet. But that will go back. So to that. Well, yeah. let's tell you what. I, let's let's have that further discussion. Okay. But first of all, I want to give shouts out. Shouts out. You know. We don't got well. We do have merchandise on the show, but we do. We also have sponsors. Yes. And while we may not have Skittles, we do have Slice on Broadway. Oh. Our good friends of Slice on Broadway, mm. excellent pizza, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the finest pepperoni pizza. Um, now at PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, you can check them out at sliceofbroadway dot com down there at the PNC Park in their new home, as well as the old school first location along the theoretical tracks at the top of the hill here at Beachview. Uh, there's construction. Um, and, uh, and and the Carnegie PA down on the main street there in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, if you're around and we talked to somebody that was involved in 3D printing from Peacemaker Technologies earlier today on AwesomeCast here on the live stream. And, uh, and so maybe someday, someday they'll partner with Slice on Broadway, two Pittsburgh originals, and they'll be able to 3D print fax you a slice of pizza so you can get it too. Uh, in the meantime, you're going to have to come up here or you can hit up on Twitter and tell them thank you for supporting the Wrestling Mayhem show over there. PGH underscore Slice on Twitter, Slice on Broadway on the Facebook and the Instagram. I'm no the mayhem sent you. All right, let's get into this casting discussion. Uh, that, that that you brought this up and before you're the show. Expecting me to leave this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, but, I, I, because it's a different way of thinking. Because I, <laughs> you, and, and, and you put it coming from me. Oh, wow, shocker. <laughs> coming from this guy. Shocker. But no, what was what was? <laughs> because, uh, give me give me the basis. Well, of a lot this. of the times the IWC, you know, one of the big complaints, and, and, and IWC the internet wrestling. No, yeah, not 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 IWC, international, not international wrestling cartel, cartel, right? Not that. No, no, no. no, no. Yes, the internet. Yes. Um, that's why I, the internet that's why I almost never use that term on the show. Right, right, right. Because we are involved with the yes, IWC those, and the IWC, but not the IWC watches. Right, right, right. But, um... <laughs> but, um... Pain in my ass! There it is. 
<laughs> but one of the big complaints that that seems to happen a lot is oh so and so gets buried so and so they're not pushing so and so and the argument is you know well how come this person isn't champion how come this person isn't over how come this person's not the top guy and i think the arrivals that have come in the um in the past few weeks really speak to the wwe more so than other wrestling groups more so than you know the the tnas or the, the globals or the you know, ring of honors or anything as a casting agency it's a glorified casting agency it's a glorified casting call um you know we don't want the, the necessarily the top wrestlers but we want guys that fit the roles we want to have happen do we want to have a uh you know a a, a powerhouse who just fights for the kids and fights for what's right the hustle loyalty respect yes we do there's john cena do we want to have a uh you know tough brooding uh you know Polynesian Samoan to uh, just go in there and kick some ass. Yes, we do. That's Roman Reigns. Uh, three happy black guys. New Day. Um, no, but but seriously, it's 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 casting more so than the performers rising to the top. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm when I'm doing independent wrestling, especially promos, when helping people find their character and helping people develop their character, is ask them on independent level. Well, why are you here? What's your purpose here? This federation tonight. What's your purpose in this match? And you know they'll tell me, but it's, it's all about finding your character. It's different in the WWE because that character has already been ascertained and assigned to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where the difference lies: is that you know you're not feeling as you're not the best wrestler in the independent circuit rising to the top of WWE, leveling right. up. You are the best wrestler for the role they need at that given time. Well, and also, there's a little bit of 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 adaptation too, because mm-hmm. there's also yeah, we need a role that's this thing, and then what do you bring to that role? Right. You can look. What at, can you do that takes it to a different different direction? Right. I mean, look at look at the pitch, the initial pitch, and this is I know an interstitial that pops up on on uh, W Network from time to time, talking about the mankind character. Right. And kind right. of then what did Foley... Mason the Mutilator, right? Mason the Mutilator, right. yeah. Yeah, and then what did he bring to that character, you right. know, that made it mankind and then it evolved over the years right. and over the years? Um, Undertaker. Right. I or, mean... Yeah, Undertaker. Or, or the, you know, the example I just said, The New Day. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, 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 they've talked about this, the, the story of the meeting with Vince and Vince said, oh, you should be preachers. They knew it would die on the vine, but then what they did, they used their personal, you know, charisma their personal ability to get that over in a way that nobody would have foreseen and, and I, don't, I don't you know we're looking at new day now but do you guys remember when new day first came out yeah they were, it was, they, they nobody were dead in the water dead no, in the water nobody knew yeah, no, nobody right. knew what to do they're like okay all right okay this is interesting and we're just like well there goes these guys yeah you know they're done and i don't yeah. know what it took i don't know what what they did you know, other than just them persevering and carrying on when people didn't care. Power positivity. Yeah, power positivity, right? And and uh, they gave them the chance to move with it. And there it goes. Absolutely. You well, know. Do you think, because um, I think, uh, and I'm not always the biggest as a late uh, CM Punk fan, uh, huh. but I remember when he was talking about sort of the New Day's rise and stuff like that and when they grew in popularity, about how he mentioned the fact that you can, one of the best things is you, you can tell yeah at that point when they really started to get you know get over his faces the fact that they didn't care almost but in a good way not that they didn't care but they didn't care you know what people were going to think about what they said right, they right. were just going to go out and say right. some stuff and that they thought was funny and you know get over right. you know 
we're going. I think that's important. We're going Easy back to. It feels like we're finally going back to the extensions of ourselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? and that's mm-hmm. what. That's what's always worked. That's right. what's always that's what I love about like a Kevin Owens. Right. Like, right. like randomly, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but I guess during the commercial break on on Raw, where. Lillian announced that they'll be back or whatever for SmackDown or whatever, and Kevin Owens just grabs the microphone from her and says, "And I'll be there too!" And all the crowd cheers, <laughs> <laughs> like just in a commercial break, right. like not even right. something that people would see on TV, like, right? Right. It, it, being a personality—that's the whole point of this game—is right. what we're watching, right. you know. And I think, I think there, you know, you mentioned something to this. There was a lot of formula. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, we do this and we do this. So it's the third hour. That means something like this is going to happen. I think a divas match goes here. Yeah, right. You know, and and it was very paint by numbers. And we, as long time watchers, would see it. And then the you know the uh, guys with the unicorns, um, Samoan badass guy. I don't even know their names. Right. This Hulk Hogan's still mm-hmm. in this anymore. Are like this is this is the same as I saw last week. I'm going to flip over to um, Gotham. I don't know. Whatever's on Mondays and, anymore, and that leaves that leaves the room for the you know it, because it, it is personality driven. It's entirely personality driven, mm-hmm. and you know, and I think you know for me as a as a fan watching it, I'm much more into the personalities. I'm much more into the mic work, the charisma, the whole package than I am the actual in ring product. Mm-hmm. I a twenty I, minute match bores the hell out of me. It, it does, even even the, the story they try to tell. You know that's why I can't, I've never been able to really get into Ring of Honor and all the other things. Entertain me. Yeah, because I'd, uh, yeah, I'd argue, and, I, and not to knock Ring of Honor, but I don't think they're telling stories like WWE's currently telling right. no. with some of the people that have been in Ring of Honor in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's an important aspect of it. Uh, I, I agree completely with the whole aspect of, like like you mentioned, about how wrestlers need to fill a role, so, so to speak. And I think about when um, when Chachi was actually last on the show, and I remember he brought up a really good point about um, the fact that that everyone on the roster is basically still being listed as independent contractors by WWE. And when they're considered in the sense of general work speak, when you hire a contractor instead of an employee, you're not hiring them to, to sort of do this and this and this and this and this you're hiring them because they're an expert in a certain position that you need filled. That's right. That's absolutely right. That's a great point. And I think that's why people like the new day and Kevin Owens and to a level, even like a Cesaro and guys like that are starting to shine because they are allowed more freedom. I, at least it seems to kind of try new things and do what they know will get over. Mm-hmm. I see that wheels. Uh, what, what do you think? I just, I mean, just the way Eamon was talking about that. I was sitting there thinking about, like you said, the Cesaros and Owens and all them. They're honestly, they're getting to be what they were on the indies with a little bit of a WWE touch. Yep. And I mean, and that's what the crowd is in into. They don't want the cookie cutter WWE wrestler or sports entertainer. They want their indie wrestler. And that's what they're getting with the Owenses and the, even the Styles now. I mean, and the Bullet Club. Well, not the Bullet Club in the name, but just gallows and anderson and a lot of these guys are being able to be their indie selves with like i said that in with the wwe twist right gallows is a great example because he was there for what three four or five years you know as fastest and then you know the the the, the straightest society luke gallows this is is officially his 
third character. Right. I mean, technically. Fourth, fourth if you two and a half. Fake Kane, yeah. Fake Fake Kane, of course. Fourth. Fourth, right. But 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 to be fair, how many how many gimmicks did Kane have before Kane? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And and, and actually yeah. still right. how many since yeah. Kane? Since Kane. Corporate Virgins Kane, of Kane. Right, Corporate right, right. Kane, you know. Exactly. Which, you know, yeah. But I mean, yeah, for somebody like him, I mean, this is for Gallus. You know, this is a, a revival of sorts for him. I mean, you know, who would have thought that after a straight society that he would have been back here for any reason? You know, and, and here he finds his, you know, finds his voice, finds himself in Japan as part of the Bullet Club, and now he's harder than he's ever been, more over than he's ever been before. And he doesn't need anybody else to do it mm-hmm. by himself. Yeah, and he's kind of almost, I, I mean, obviously it's too early to say, but he's almost made because of that reputation that he's built in Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to where, you know, look back to when he was in the street and society you know, it could if if he wasn't able to execute or if he wasn't able to get over enough, they could have easily let, have let him go. And obviously, they did. Mm-hmm. So, I think now he's in a comfortable place now. Where, okay, I have this reputation now. I'm over in a sense. Right now, I can that, kind of have a bit more. That doesn't that. exactly work for people like Tensai, but for for Gallows, it was it, it's but, perfect. But he went and did that thing. Like Tensai went and did that thing right. in in Japan and made a name for himself over there, exactly. which got their attention to get him back there. And now, I mean, now he's where he's at. Oh yeah, and he but also, and now he's where he belongs. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, as a yeah. trainer, he's he's a great mind for the business. Exactly, exactly. Even but though keep in mind, he also didn't come back as Giant Bernard. Right, he came right. back as Tensai. Tensai. Right, yeah, his, a know. riff on his. You know, but the, the Giant Bernard is what got their attention. Just like I still think AJ Styles would never have been. Signed to WWE, coming straight from Impact Wrestling. Of course, not. or yeah. he would have never no, had. No. He of would have never not. had the. I'm sorry, Impact of. Um, uh, I, I see what you did there. No, I was saying it anyways, and then I realized. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, coming from 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 a TNA because they'd be like, "Well, who's this guy that was in this lesser?" I'm, I'm using I'm using a pejorative term here, but but in their in their perception, you know. He, the Japan thing got the TNA stink off him, or the Impact right. stink off slash him. Slash mm-hmm. RH. Right, yes. Which, yeah, slash RH. Which is something they have a good, I mean, again, right. one of my favorite, favorite, favorite nights of wrestling was watching him and Matt Seidel do that match in West Virginia. That was the televised match. That was like a half an hour. Right. You know, um, it was just one of my favorite, favorite nights of wrestling. Yeah. And if you want to sign somebody directly from uh, Ring of Honor and TNA, look where, look where Samoa Joe is. Right, and that's exactly and that. There's your right. parallel. There's your parallel. If you don't go to Japan, and and if you're Samoa Joe, you're like, well, I'm in WWE. You yeah, know, exactly. I mean, you made it. You know why? You know, I I think you know, it's okay not being on the. And right. that's the whole other question. Like guys right. like Finn Balor saying, no, I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be right here. Yeah, I want. Yeah. This is the exciting place to be. Bailey said that to do something. Who said that? Bailey said that. Bailey too. said that too. In so many words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they 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 are building a brand down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and it just came out that Finn Balor is the longest title holder yep. in yeah. NXT, NXT. Yep. ever, um, which short history but significant. Right. He's well. They said developmental history, so um, they're probably figuring OVW. their what the uh, uh, Florida championship. Florida championship. And I think OVW was a name that was dropped in that conversation as well. So. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's pretty good. And it's like you look at Austin Aries is now down there. You got like mm-hmm. we said, Joe Fowler. A lot of those guys that were in these different places are enjoying in our eyes. That's the developmental slash feeder to the main roster. But right. they're enjoying it down there almost more than they would 
being on the main roster. Right, because if you're just developing that place to be the feeder, then it's going to feel like the feeder. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just like if, if it, like like Superstars is developed to be the thing where we put raw highlights and right. and a Stardust match. Yours is like, why do I tune into this? You know, it, it's not a destination thing. And I know it's not particularly probably meant to. It's it's meant to be another distribution to get you into. It's another door into the WWE product. Right. Not a thing for me to catch up. What the heck, Zach, Zach Ryder's been up to? Exactly. Right. So. Um, all right, guys, great conversation here. Uh, I'm sure we'll be having this for a good while, actually. So um, let me know. Let us know what you think about this uh, kind of state state of WWE, um, this NXT influence, this casting idea that, that Bert has brought up here on the show. Um, I'm really kind of looking, looking forward to see what you guys think of that as well. Uh, so, uh, hey, we're going to take a look at uh, uh, another another story from our 10-year anniversary party at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Uh, our great friends that hosted that party back in January. And we'll be right back with a big question. Uh, I first got into the Mayhem show because I think it was around 2008. I was getting into like forums and wrestling related stuff on the internet and uh, I was following another group of people that were doing a sort of podcast sort of thing on TalkShoe and I had saw and seen um, sort of the related podcasts and stuff like that and I listened to an episode of the Mayhem show uh, audio only where DJ Lunchbox and Dr. Everly rummaged through like some like box in, in, in wherever they were podcasting and found like cat pills and a bunch of random like cartoon based stuff and I had no idea what was happening they didn't talk about wrestling for the first hour, and then I had to figure out what I was listening to. So I discovered more, and that's kind of how it happened. Hey guys, it's Wrestling Mayhem Show, and it's time for the big question. And I think I got a good one here. I did not give these guys a heads up. It just kind of sparked nope. in my head. When we're talking about uh, the next generation, right? We're talking about people coming up, replacing, kind of making things fresh. And there's one guy that's been around, not the longest, but the most prominently the longest, I think. And that guy is Michael Cole. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of new faces. We have Byron Saxon. We got Renee Young uh, hanging out. We have, uh, I keep remembering Rollo, Rollo, Mario, Mario. I want to call him Mario. Mario Ronaldo. Mario Ronaldo. <laughs> I love him. He's awesome. And I love that they gave him his own kind of like pump up video that I, I, I've seen. I think on the network, was it? Where there was like everybody talking to him from This Week in Wrestling, right. This Week in WWE. Um, so out of all these kind of names and faces coming through, who do you think becomes that next Michael Cole out of all those? It would, not to mention Corey Graves, Tom Phillips. Oh, right. You know, there's a lot. Although, you know, it, it, there's a lot of names out there. It really. Voice talent has been freshened up a lot. There's even a secondary uh, Lillian Garcia. Yeah, there's a second, there's a second wave there, and I think that's. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 ripe for the taking. And and right now, again, you talk about roles. Yeah, you know, Michael Cole. You know, we all take him or leave him in terms of commentary, but again, for the exact role that the WWE needs, mm-hmm. he is the perfect guy for it. 
And, and I think that's because it's, it's not quite, it's not, it's not, you know, JR part two. He's not JR. No. But for what he's the, less of a character. But he's, for what the WWE needs, he is the, yeah. he's the straight man. He's the traffic director. The, the, yes. Everybody else bounces off him. The in the ring action bounces off him. JBL bounces. Saxton bounces. It's all about, you know, he keeps everything centered. Mm-hmm. You know, with, you know, it's, you know, as a fan, you have a certain kind of criticism. Oh man, he keeps bur- he keeps burning those Twitter feeds, and you know, the, before that was tout, right? He keeps burning mm-hmm. tout. And, uh, and but but he's the hype. But man. He, he is the hype man. He's he, a he's a pro wrestling hype man. He's when the hype man. He, he's the one who tells stories, and he's the one who I mean, literally brings the action to you. Mm-hmm. If someone if someone you know, I'm watching. You know, I watch every week, of course, and I know what's going on, and I follow what's going right. on, and I, I'm knee deep in social media about it and all the other things. But if someone walks up next to me. Sits down next to me, never seen Raw before. He's the guy that's talking to that person. Uh, Michael Cole is, you know, uh, 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 comic books have a lot of times, especially in, in Marvel comic books, that first page is completely dedicated to this is what's been happening. This is who's important in this. This, right. is, this. So you right. have a primer before picking up that issue instead of like right. like a lot of times they do it kind of in the back dialogue and stuff like that. Right. right. And explain exactly. everything. Because there's that, that philosophy of – that every comic could be somebody's first comic. Right, exactly. Every episode of Raw could be the first or the first back or the first scene in the sky. And he's the one that says – I mean that's why you hear the same lines over and over again right. so and, they get that and out it's not And it's not – obviously I'm not comparing you know, this to, to, to Raw. But you know, whenever I do the commentary for RWA or, or the VOW match or whatever, I will you – know, for whatever audience watches it on DVD or stream wherever, I'll pretend – in my head that somebody's watching that for the first time and i'm always you know i'm always cognizant of that even doing ring announcing or something like that you give me that look but no, but, no. I, but 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 even ring announcing that somebody there in the rwa audience is watching this for the first time i i, and I you play to that person because everybody else is going to be there next month the look was um a me thinking explaining it as if you're explaining it to your grandmother that's perfect that's a perfect yeah. analogy yeah. that really is like like and, like I, and, I think of that with technology and, and kind of teaching a little bit too. Like you gotta be like you gotta be the most simplest. Like anybody can understand this, right? And, and sometimes they take it to to extremes. I think the of one course. the one time I noted to nobody in particular because I was watching by myself, but it was still an, oh come on. <laughs> no, moment. you had your dog. Yeah, right. Your dog. I, yeah, Tobias, yeah. Tobias was watching next to me, and one of the cats was too. But um, you know, it, the oh come on moment was I think it was in November or December. And Saxton said something to the effect of, well, the League of Nations is one of those dominant factions in WWE history. And they'd been together for like two weeks. <laughs> you know, it, 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 telling stories, driving the point home, getting it over. But if somebody was watching next to me, they'll think, oh, wow, these League of Nations have been one of the dominant, most, most dominant factions in WWE history. They cater to the short memories, but it, it works for them because it gets their talking points across. And I think every time... Uh, you see an interview with Michael Cole in the real world, not the WWE canon, but in the real world. And that's one of the things that comes up. Oh, well, you say this and you beat everything up. He does a masterful job of explaining what exactly goes on with Michael Cole during those shows. The fact that he has to be, he has to be the traffic cop with Vince and Hunter and everybody else yelling in his head at the whole t- at the same time. And he's got nine different directives at, at the minimum every second of the show and you're on live television doing that and get the sponsor and mention this and right plug the twitter and and exactly. do this and and this thing is coming up on the network i exactly. mean that's and, and, I, and i think for anybody anybody who ever doubted michael cole's ability and anybody who ever um you know bashed him or whatever they got a wake-up call the show that lawler had his heart attack 
and what 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 yeah. he could do and because i mean he is a broadcast journalist and, and you know he's from syracuse university my alma mater mm-hmm. you know he mm-hmm. is he is a broadcast journalist first and foremost and he has that experience in him to be to be live with the action and for that for that position like him or hate him he is the perfect person in that role and i don't see him leaving anytime soon so who replaces him who replaces if, him if that comes to pass I, I, we mentioned it, but I hope Mara and I'll Like, I think <laughs> he, yeah. obviously, right. in that transition that we kind of mentioned in, in how the style of WWE's main roster seems to be going, I think he fits that perfectly. Um, I think he has the potential, obviously. I mean, because he's done sports casting before. I think yep. he has the, the potential to be a great narrator and a great sort of voice for the entire. Uh, organization. Right. Uh, I do think that he has, and it's not really his fault. I think it's sometimes the fault of the way his his announce partners kind of react to him, but he kind of falls into that. Um, sometimes in that, you know, that period where Matt Stryker was doing a lot of commentary and he would make these references and people would think that he was kind of like being too like, too like wordy and they would always give him crap for that basically. I yeah. really yeah, like I really like Matt Striker by the way. I'm gonna go yeah. to record. I love his commentary at WWE. I, he's like, one of those like, and, and Lucha, but like he's one of those like look, he gets excited because he's genuinely excited about it and exactly. it's infectious. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me excited. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut uh, you off people, him, but I just want to make make that point clear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just that a lot of his critics say like he talked over people's heads and stuff like that and and yeah I guess that can be argued but I think it's nice to have somebody that can deliver a level of emotion, which I, I'm not going to be the guy that like makes Michael Cole, but I do think that that's what he lacks at times. Uh, and I think that's the one thing people loved about someone like a JR isn't just because he was this character, he was had the Southern accent and whatever. It was that he made you feel emotions through mm-hmm. what he was saying. Like, and I think that's so important to not just you know wrestling matches even but the overall show if yeah. you can make somebody feel something that's so powerful and, mm-hmm. and i think morrow is somebody that has that potential uh you know i agree with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> honestly yeah i i agree with that whole statement of i mean if you think of like the people like bert when you're doing commentary when church was gone, you're with Doc. Right. That mm-hmm. was a different type of chemistry together. Yeah. But I mean, when you have Doc <laughs> and Church together, it's like the Michael Cole and Bobby Heen, not right. well, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon type thing with them. So that's just like one of those crazy moments of I like that chemistry. And right. with having three, Eamon said it perfectly, or I forget. If it was a you bird that said that I blame it my was, promoter for uh, ruining that uh, vibe by not having me on commentary anymore. But I'm just saying. You have a guest there. Have you relayed the, the, the big question to him, by the way? Does he have an answer that he'd like to share? Since since we're getting these uh, cameos on the video, like, I mean, you might as well chime in uh, while we're at it. Let, let, opinions. let me ask that question to him then, if since it's a big All right, question. Go. All right, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, how, how, how was that big question again, Sword? Uh, who, who would you see replace uh, Michael Cole? Okay, who would you <laughs> see replacing Michael Cole in a, like on commentary, like the newer type people of co- in the roles? Because I know you watch a little bit of Raw. Well, I hate it. 
Because it's well, not RWA. Know, <laughs> I mean, could you see, like, say Triple H or Vince no. came to RWA <laughs> no. and said, I want Doc or Church. Could you see them taking any company? Yes. RWA promoter Dr. Feelbad, by the way, yes. is, in, is, is in the background. <laughs> You, you can be a long-winded answer that you're good for. I mean, hey, I don't know. Tell me what you think about that. He's <laughs> about, he it's on the spot. He doesn't understand the concept. Does he listen to this show? No, he doesn't. He'll answer I next know. month. He'll answer next He'll month. Answer, next the month. West New Gymnasium. The West New Gymnasium. You'll answer that question next month at RWA. That's right. If you want to hear the answer, you got to be there. Oh, 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 he just said not Burt Legrand. Oh, oh, because oh. that means I leave him, and that means he needs me, and he doesn't want doesn't want to lose that, so he does not want me to be in the WWE. We'll believe that one, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. It's called perception. What about you, Bert? Who, who would you see uh, replacing? I, I, I think Mario would be a good fit for you know, for the here and now. In terms of the voices we know and the voices we, we trust, I think he'd be a good one, like Eamon said. I mean, he, he's good with the hype. He's good with uh, just getting people involved. And, you mm-hmm. know, he's def- he definitely brings sort of a real sports vibe to it. I know that's sort of, you know, it, it's counter to the sports entertainment vibe, but it's also the, you know, it's part of the overall presentation. If the SmackDown and the Raw are the shows that, Yes, they're the ones where you actually physically see the action. Then you may as well have a guy who can treat it like action itself. And and if you have a guy that can call it and get into the emotion of a match, I think he's a great guy for it. I think he's a great voice for it. And uh, you know, and that's where you know the JBL and the Saxons come in and just sort of augment everything. I think it's a good. I think it's a good fit all the way around. Or in SmackDown's case, it's Lawler. You know. Right, and and for me, I, Morrow, I, I I I he does he just kind of, kind of makes sense, and I can fe- see. The rest of them kind of filling in around that, like maybe maybe the Tom Phillips uh, Corey Graves combination mm-hmm. can move up to SmackDown because Waller's not going to be around forever. Either. Don't forget Rich Brennan at NXT. I, I the, think the Rich Brennan, I, I think yeah. He's, I mean, but, he, he's he's a good next man up kind of thing for that that straight man vibe that can you know go both ways. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, and from the chat, uh, one converse, uh, comment from Garza, he says, if it's not Morrow, then something went completely wrong. <laughs> so, so as long as Morrow isn't like smoking up with Adam Rose and, 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 and Victor from the Ascension, uh, I think he'll be okay. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, Morrow makes SmackDown washable. SmackDown. SmackDown's been washable with matches for a while. It's been, it's I've been enjoyed been SmackDown far more than Raw for the longer time than Raw. See, it won't, it what? won't be. It won't be destination think, for me, but it, for, but if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think watchable. Yes, it's still not necessary. You know, right. what I mean? no, no, right. absolutely not. Right. I'm not sad if I miss it, but it's the. I mean, and again, for me, it's, it's, nice, it's nice for it to be there. Yeah, right. you're like, oh, that was a good SmackDown. You know, right. I got to just grow out of bed on a Saturday, queue up my Hulu, and and and, and watch watch an hour and a half of SmackDown. Right. You and know, it's not, and it's not. It, it's getting away from the Raw Part Two. And I yeah. think that's what I think that's the, the beauty of it. But it's also the refresher was also John Cena is not all over the top of this thing. Right. The usual people aren't all over. The main event of that was Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose before right. we marked out at it being the main event of Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think and you would have a storyline around that instead of John Cena, whoever, what authority, whatever. Right. Right. It, 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 it's the it's the B show that is. You know, like when Saturday nights, Saturday, uh, 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 what was the TBS show? Saturday main event? 
uh, Saturday night. Saturday night, like when that was still the watcher show and watchable show, and not the super jobber show where we just talk about Nitro all night, you know, right. like 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 that kind of thing, you know. And and I don't know, it's it's I think it's in the best spot it's been in years. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. A, I think it's in the best spot it's been since the brand split. Uh, SmackDown Six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right. From there, we had. Uh, did everybody answer the big question? I think we got that through for everybody. So uh, for yeah, that, I, I got an answer from him. Okay, he said right. Wendy Bell. She's available. Wendy Bell. Yeah. Pittsburgh strong. Um. Anyways, <laughs> not. Nope. Um. Sorry, Eamon. We'll explain to that yeah. to you afterwards. It's yeah. not. We're, yeah, okay. we're not getting yeah. into it on the show. Um, oh no. 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 Um. You guys can it but anyways um so there was a shocking statement when we were off air that's right um burt is bringing it burt is bringing the conversation the the controversy to the show live live or taped whatever whatever you choose to watch it dear viewer reiterate okay what you had to say and i actually mentioned this to you in the notes that i sent you a few weeks ago when i was watching uh, nxt takeover dallas before wrestlemania and I saw the card, and it was a great card, great show. Mm-hmm. I saw a match between two guys I just don't get. And in terms of in terms of character, in terms of motivations, it's two guys I just don't get. And it was also hailed by many as the match of the night, if not match of the year so far, four months into the year. That's Zane and Nakamura. What are you waving at? I'm trying to wave at somebody on the other end of the internet. Oh, don't worry about me. Do okay. your thing. All through, just all through the tubes. Um, but Zayn and Nakamura, I uh, oh boy, all right, they're gonna come after me, aren't they? No, but, don't uh, worry about it. Don't worry about it. What are you doing? <laughs> waving and forwarding. Tell the people. Tell the people what you're doing. But don't worry Zane about what I'm doing. And I'm trying to get somebody's attention. Are two people I just don't get. I don't understand the. I, I don't. I watch Nakamura. I see. Oh, he's the most charismatic person in ages. Mm. I just don't see it. I absolutely don't see it. I I see he's flashy, but I don't get his character. I don't get his motivation. I don't get how he, you know, I don't get what he's fighting for. I don't get mm-hmm. what, same thing with Zane, but to a lesser extent. I mean, Zane, I know, is the plucky baby face always. And, and I just don't get the, how do you expect to attain the top prize in the WWE vibe from him? In terms of why are you here? Like I mentioned earlier, in terms of like working with indie guys and promos, why are you here? What's your motivation in tonight's match? I would love to hear your conversation with Nakamura over that. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. Mean, I, think, I, I agree. agree. That, yeah. that should be a podcast. Yes, it should I be mean, a podcast. Yes, Bert <laughs> tries to understand Nakamura. <laughs> That's you know? right. That's That'd right. be as great as a promoter I knew trying to understand Kaiju Big Battle. Yeah, and talking to those <laughs> promoters. Um, but but in, in terms of it, you know, in in. Do I get the appeal? I'm, I'm sure I do, but, but it's it's. I personally, you really only not, have one. For me. You only really have one moment of oppression from him. It's not for me. Right. It, it, it wasn't okay. for me. I saw it and like. Uh, but and you have never seen any of his New Japan stuff. I didn't, and, and, and almost almost pur- purposely so. And Verse, I watched it afterward. Right, I watched right. it, but it's the same. I mean, I don't. It, it's not for me. Okay. You know. Other, my favorite match on the card was the tag match with American Alpha, which is great. Which I is think it was an incredible match. match. Uh, I, I think I was just an incredible match and two incredible athletes, emotion. I felt it. 
They wanted to win the prize. They won the prize. That showed the emotion. That was my right. favorite match of the right. night by far. That was a story. And that was a great versus story. the Nakamura was a exhibition. It was an exhibition. It was an exhibition of his talents. It was an exhibition and a pretext. Right. Like everybody there has seen or clips or whatever oh, yeah. Nakamura in right. New Japan. And, and, and do you, you follow NXT like pretty regularly, I would say. Oh yeah. Like the, the weekly show. Yeah. Okay. I I I think I I don't know. I Nakamura I think it, I can understand like in the sense of like his character is very like his character in the sense of like he has a lot of swagger, like not to find like a better word in the sense. Right. And I think like he's you see that a lot with Japanese strong style wrestlers, right? But he's taking it kind of into a different realm where he feels like he's almost like a rock star in a sense. And mm-hmm. I guess that's the best way I could personally describe his yeah. character. Um, the you gotta understand, Sami Zayn, I think he's very interesting about. Um, personally, I think he's his. I obviously I like Del Generico, but right. to me, Sami Zayn's his most complex work. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a sense that it's himself and. The I love the mentality of, you know, yeah, plucky young baby face, but also a guy who's been working, you know, you know, oh, sure. hard to be taken seriously by people. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's being positioned as the new Daniel Bryan because you know they had oh, absolutely they hadn't seen the Daniel Bryan thing coming for a few years now in terms of just you know I'd say ever since the ever since Mania thirty, you know, the end was pretty much near for Daniel Bryan after he got hurt pretty much immediately after that. And it's like yeah. they had they had to have planned around that. They had to have gotten say, okay, we got to fast track this guy now to be that guy. And and you know, it's one of those things where do I see him? You know, and, and we had this test with Ambrose at Mania. Do I see a Nakamura beating a Brock Lesnar conceivably, believably? Do I see a do I see a Sami Zayn? And I don't think he did in New Japan. No, but but so. do I see do I see a, a Sami Zayn beating a Brock Lesnar? If Brock Lesnar was heavyweight champion, do I see it? Believe no, it, no, it, it, it really see, stretches the realm I, of imagination. I could see him being a Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 I could see like that. Like it built properly. Like Brock Lesnar obviously has been created into such a level where right. you need someone special to beat him. Me, right. as far as people currently in WWE right now, there's only two people who I could see that I could legitimately buy as of now that could beat Brock Lesnar. One is Nakamura. Just from his, you know, the stuff that he's done in New Japan. Uh, the other is Samoa Joe. I think both of those guys have that uh, that have have gotten built in a way to where, and, and obviously Nakamura is fresh, but have been built in a way where I could conceivably see them taking down the top monster. And that's a question too, because like 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 Nakamura still needs to be sold to somebody like you who has oh, not clearly, clearly. like yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in what is he going to be in WWE? I mean, yeah. Obviously, he's going to be pretty much like what he was, but where right. where what is that from here? Um, I mean, is the guy going to cut some great promos? I don't know if that's going to work so no, well. It here, won't. You know? I mean, I mean, that, and then what the, what happens? Are they just let him come out, kick ass, and walk away? No, it's, like a Baron Corbin, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. I like what they've done. I like what they've done with Corbin. I mean, I think and he's yeah. improved, he's improved in the ring. I think they presented him very well yeah. as as a lone wolf kind of guy. I mean, I like the way they they presented him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, maybe maybe I need some more time with Nakamura. Maybe I do, and I'll be the first one to admit that. You know, I'll, I'm more than willing to give people the ben- the, the the talent the benefit of the doubt in that well, regard. I want I want to I want to I want to uh, soothe your thoughts. That's a I got a better way to put that. But uh, uh, <laughs> from from the chat room, right. uh, Garza, our friend down uh, El Paso. 
he says he wasn't a big fan of Zayn versus Akamura, but that's because he's an indie hipster and will bow down to Will Ospreay. And then um, <laughs> discussing uh, uh, Matt once it says he needs to get off the skinny Brits and get with some strong style. So there's also a style preference too because you sure. watch if you watch Wrestle Kingdom, there's a lot of very different styles there that we don't see here in the states, like the strong style. Thing. Right, right, and really, I can't think of anybody else that would be a proper representative but this is our introduction to strong style oh it is as, as has flourished in japan it is so so there's that too so there's going to be a little bit of a curve that and i think there's some people that saw it like oh this is my shit right here right when it when it comes to that right just like they see ring of arms like that's the kind of thing or they see Skitty Brits like Will Ospreay and say that's my shit right there right? but i think also i think it also is a personal preference too like i said at the outset of the show, if not minutes before that, you know, I'm a, I'm a mic work guy. I'm a character guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy. And that's just who I've always been. I've always been the guy behind the guys who go on the stick, the guys who can tell physically, verbally tell me a story. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always, that's what I've always been behind. If Nakamura translates his charisma. Yeah. In WWE, I think it'll be a pretty good, you know, charisma like that. Like that face right there. That was back there. Um, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> uh, charisma. You know, that, that that's definitely, you know. Uh, and, I, and I agree with you completely. I think the th- that's the thing I like about, I mean, I like, like I said, I liked El Generico when using Ring of Honor, but I really love Sami Zayn more now. I wasn't the, necessarily even the big, I, I didn't dislike him, but I wasn't the biggest Kevin Owens fan in Ring of Honor. Or, Kevin Steen fan right, of Ring of right. Honor. Yeah. Now the stuff he's doing is Kevin Owens. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think AJ Styles, for example, is a great wrestler. But other than he was a part of Bullet Club, and that's the story they're going for right now. He doesn't really have like a character, right? Are you? And I agree. I want, I want a mix of great wrestling and great character. Daniel Bryan. Right was considered to be so amazing, not just because he put on amazing matches, but it was because he had that connection with the fans. And I think that is equally as important, if not more important. Than, oh, right. Right. Um, right. And, and, I, and I can definitely see your points on, on Nakamura and saying, all I know, like, I mean, obviously it's because of my past watching Nakamura, sure. but like Nakamura had his match this week against like Ty Dillinger. Right. Mm-hmm. And like right. that music hit and I literally had chills. Like, like I felt my body like rush with but, like chills. But whoa, hey, you better get that whoa. checked out. <laughs> um, but I mean, but little things with Nakamura, yeah. like like I remember there's the tweet from when that happened WrestleMania weekend from Ty Jones. He's like, you know, like you, you can't be on my ten, and Nakamura just responds, "I'm eleven." Yeah, right. like like that. I think that's. And again, I don't know how that's going to translate on a microphone or anything. I don't know how great his English is. Last I knew, he has a translator helping him out. Yeah, yeah, and that's know, fine. And that that, is, that might which, add to his mystique, which, which is Finaki, by the way. You know, right. but but then again, if Finaki just comes out and translates for him, I think that would definitely help his character. Right. <laughs> and, on, and on the spectrum of, of of mic work and get guys over, yeah, you know, I'm instantly, and I always was in XT too. Enzo and Cass, yeah, be- oh, best. I mean, beyond. You know, best non New Day act right now. Yes, yeah, be- because. People get it. They got into it. They were they, they were they were brought along perfectly. We're going on a different tangent here, but right. like again, and watch. You can't teach that. <laughs> but it's per- but the one thing the one thing I'm surprised they have not done yet. Mm-hmm. Every time on WWE television so far, mm-hmm. they have cut to the crowd when they do the you can't teach that. Every single time, you don't actually see Enzo do that. 
So you, you pick up on the crowds thing, but not once have they showed Enzo doing you can't teach that. So it's almost like it's almost like the primer at home. You have to trust that the crowd knows that. Yeah. Which is good because I think part of their vibe and, and they say that every time the commentary, oh, they're the most popular NXT team, you know, team in NXT history. Mm-hmm. And showing the crowd react to that is, is a good you know, visual again, visual cue. As a the, other thing, the other thing is like when uh, Cass does the whole soft thing, like he used to actually say it and now he'll just point the microphone up to them and the whole crowd will, oh, right. will say it for him. Uh, it reminds me of like when um, when The Rock was starting to get popular and he would do those backstage pre-tape promos mm-hmm. where he would do the millions and millions and he has to trust that that crowd's going to say it. Oh, yeah. And isn't that you know. an interesting thing? Because now, like, WWE kind of, when you have something like The Rock or these guys now, and I feel like we haven't had this in years uh, yeah. to, to this effect. It is. And, 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 but, but, but you have this inclusive thing. Like, you're, again, we're going back to that, you know, who's that Samoan guy right. watcher. Right. And be like, wow, look at 20,000 people saying along with this one guy. Right. Like, there's this inclusive thing. And now you want to be part of that group. And the fact that, like, Enzo and Cass did that and had that. Mm-hmm. Their first night walking right. out is incredible. Well, you already knew. I mean, that's the thing. That, and I, I, I was going back and forth with somebody before that, and like weeks ago, like four or five weeks ago. And I'm thinking, I really like these guys in NXT. And the only time to credibly debut them is the night after Mania, mm-hmm. because you, you're you're inherent. You have an inherent audience of at least half the guys and half the people in that crowd know their shtick. We're there already. Friday. Right, we're, we're there Friday to watch that. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> or yeah, or that too. But they they, they weren't like, even on the I, card. they I, weren't even on the card Friday. I, I feel like oh, they weren't. No, well, they weren't, weren't on. Takeover. They weren't even on pre-show or anything. I don't think. I, no, no they, they they've got a match with American Alpha next week, and I think that's their last. Yeah, uh, yeah, last but they, they weren't on Takeover. No, no, not on Takeover. But still, but that that crowd were, would have. Yeah, because oh, I, yeah. I I felt like they just transposed that entire crowd from Friday right. and put them on Monday. Well, that, that one that one Saturday. But even then. I was gonna say, even then, they had them in Toronto, yeah, in the, uh, Roadblock, which was basically a, right, roadblock. a glorified right. house. Show. Right, Roadblock, right, exactly. Yeah. They they, yeah. they had that thing in Roadblock, and they did, the, and they were over there too because mm-hmm. people people know them, and I think that's, I mean, not only is it a great dynamic, you know, with Enzo and Cast now, mm-hmm. but you also have in your back pocket a year, year and a half, two years from now, pull the trigger on probably one of the best heel turns you're ever gonna see when Cast is, you know says enough oh i hope not <laughs> no you, you hope you hope not you hope I not probably, but when they do will, but I hope not. when they do oh god he's gonna be such a heel <laughs> yeah he says that wow wow and you can't teach that and you can't book that ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this has been fantastic but i want to learn i want to find out wait, wait first of all wheels i know you've been occupied there you have somebody looking <laughs> yeah, over I'm your shoulder. I, 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 I killed him. He's gone. I just, you know, do you or other wrestling promoters that happen to be on the premises um, <laughs> um, happen to have any thoughts on Nakamura or uh, or whatever the hell else we were talking about? <laughs> well, he said, like I said, he said Wendy Bell. And, I mean, he was serious about that. Oh, and, we're not talking about Wendy Bell. Um, no. uh, being commentary would be good. <laughs> Hey, come on. She's quirky. She's smart. She's. I will counter that last part. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Nakamura. (laughs) Yeah, please let's talk about Nakamura. I don't think he's caught Nakamura, so to answer that. But me, I mean, I like Nakamura. It's not. He's not a bad wrestler. For commentary? Oh, for. (laughs) Nakamura on commentary. Oh, no. Yeah, I want to see him on commentary so I can go, what? 
<laughs> awesome. But but other than that, yeah, um, I think Nakamura is a great talent and everything. And I just said it earlier, just to you guys and uh, Derek just now, that honestly, I think Triple H, if he's letting these guys loose with this, with them being able to have their own characters and because I've enjoyed past three weeks of Raw, but obviously somehow the ratings aren't showing that though. So I don't know. Oh, they're not. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But you can't deny that the crowd. No, no. no. Can't deny and that's what I just said reaction. to him. I was like, honestly, I think what it is, is a lot of people that are on watching it on TV would rather be their live experience in that because we've seen it. Me, you, no. Bert, Eamon, all of us, live crowds really matter. Right. And, well, and, and I, they, think they, also, I think also the ratings don't necessarily even detail how long they're sticking around. Right. Like the, the yes. length in which they'll watch Raw for, I guess, so to speak. I would be more interested to see that compared to ones from, like, say, a month, two months ago. And like previous, yeah. Raw, previous Raws after Mania, though, I mean, we're back to the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I mean, th- think about Mania. Think about, think about Mania and what happened and where we're at now. Yeah. You know, uh, Title match, main event. Roman Reigns, Triple H. One of them is never, not wrestling anymore. Undertaker, McMahon. Both of them aren't wrestling anymore. Yeah. One's, one's, not, one's still on TV, but right. those aren't wrestling. Right. Ambrose Lesnar. Lesnar's out right. right now. Now you push the reset button again with new people. And, right. You know, Taker, Triple H, Lesnar, three people that everybody knows. And people, you know, some people, the casual fan knows, the casual fan wants to see, not on TV anymore. Yeah. Period. Right. So, I mean, and now I mean, we're back to... Okay, now we're back to hardcore fans. With the, these are the guys that everybody it's a little else bit. I mean, it's a little bit like just like primetime TV. You're as good as your lead in, right? You know, I mean, exactly. Everybody, yeah. everybody got mad. Honestly, when, I think what Derek even said, and I agree, is cut this, cut the three hours back to two, and I think you might have a little bit better you know, viewership. Well, to be fair, sponsorship out revenue. Yeah, money talks. That's, that's where it's at there, and and they're not interested in. Uh, you're going to tune in for three hours, anyways. Right. If you're yeah, I doing a wrestling mayhem show. I never say I never yeah. say at uh, you know ten o'clock. Oh, I'm done. Uh, I can't watch anymore after two hours. Right, because I'm I'm the fan that you know watches three hours. I'm the guy that takes cat naps during the commercial breaks and set an alarm for three minutes so I can get back <laughs> up and watch more. You I know did, what I mean? I did fall asleep speaking of cat naps. I did fall asleep during uh, Triple H Roman Reigns. Oh no, I did. I, I, caught, I caught myself falling asleep. That was twice. a long night. That was, that a, was a very night. long night. That, that was, was seven, a very long night. Seven hours of wrestling. Uh, that's really yeah. That's a lot. I, I was surprised that I made it through seven hours of WrestleMania. I was just like shocked. Yeah. Because <laughs> I looked at the time like, wow, that actually went that fast and it was that long. I felt yeah. worse because I had people at the house. As the host. Really? Oh, sorry. Because uh, right, there's no warning. There's right. no warning that like, oh, main event's going to be at 1115. Yeah. What? And 28 minutes long. And 28. Wow. As much as face Austin said to, or yesterday or today that you know, he commented about how long the mania was. Wow. Um, anyways, it was a celebration. Got to entertain those hundred thousand people. That's right. Forever. Um, forever. <laughs> was it uh, then? Now forever for WWE's <laughs> catch line. Right. Like they didn't mm-hmm. like they didn't realize how far they're going to stretch that tagline. <laughs> Guys, what'd you learn from wrestling this week? What did I learn from wrestling? I learned that. Even though a rat, a rope may break, that crowd don't give a damn. Nope. I can't wait to edit this thing. By the way, 
RWA Spring Fling. Look for it soon on IndieWrestling.us. Hashtag RWA San Francisco. As if. But <laughs> as if. As if. As if. Oh, as if. Made it. As if. Made it. As if. Oh, like, well, that's as a, if. That was a weird character turn. <laughs> but um, I learned that. Uh, well, go to me. I learned that. Uh, uh, I learned the value of improvisation. The, impro- the, the value of having fun uh, in wrestling from the live event at RWA. I don't think I've had more fun at a single event than I had this past Saturday. And that, because of all things happening, that's what makes wrestling magical uh, for me. It's that whole sequence of just improv. And that's what drew, that's what drew, drew me to the, for the past 31 years I've been watching stuff that you, you, de- you never, you never can predict what's going to happen. You can book it. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you know, you could, you know, predetermine it, but you can never predict it. And, and I think that's Saturday was, Saturday was proof of that. You know, it's like um, the 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 fun part of Saturday Night Live is it is live, live, yes, right. Anything can happen. People forget their lines, exactly. And 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 same with theater and same with pro wrestling, right? Like a lot of the same aspects there, exactly. And I think that's what you know. And we get excited when we're like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen, right? Like, we want to see the catches, and we want to see the breaks, right. we want to see that kind of stuff, not the rope breaks, right? But, no, know, not the rope breaks. The that, rope was, that was unfortunate. That was, that was unfortunate, but. Eamon, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned from wrestling this week that uh, you, if you ever get that moment where you feel like you know there's nothing that, that can happen that's worse, that, that, you, that you're at the complete bottom, don't worry because your company could get bought by Nazi sympathizers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Explain, explain, please. Oh, do I need to? Yes, um, you do because I barely know this story. So and I was apparent and I was apparently at the offices of Nazi sympathizers this weekend. <laughs> so I took a picture in front of I took I took the the, the memeable picture in front of TNA's <laughs> offices in Nashville on, so, on, so on the Wednesday. Rumors, the rumors were swirling that TNA was Panda Energy didn't have TNA any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they were being they, they, they were selling the company to to whatever the top buyer was. Um they're, they actually were sold, apparently, according to reports, uh, to uh, um, the production, the top head, heads of production right now for TNA, uh, which are the Harris Brothers. Yes, Sorg, those Harris Brothers. Really? Like, like Don and Ron Harris. Okay, okay, thank you. Like, like, like uh, uh, DOA. Okay. Like creative control from WCW. Yes. Okay. The Blue Brothers. We can go on. <laughs> we can go on and on. Right. Um, but the, yeah, they apparently own TNA now. They own TNA. Wow. So and I, I say that they were Nazi sympathizers because immediately I saw a thing of someone posted like apparently one of them's got like a swastika tattoo or right. something. I knew that. I never. I didn't know the 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 link between them buying TNA, but I knew one of them had that did have that that you know on them. But um, yeah, that's funny. Oh wow! So yeah. So wow. Um, <laughs> ain't uh, wrestling fun? Ain't mm-hmm. wrestling fun? Hey, um, I learned. Jeez, your um, turn. You know what I learned? I learned. <laughs> I um, I dropped the name Jerry Lawler in in just casual conversation in the pertin in in Nashville, and nobody like they know exactly who Jerry is. Like it's not. It's like saying Hulk Hogan. Sure. Like down there. Sure. Because uh, it was actually, I was at the Dukes of Hazard Hall of Fame uh, museum. <laughs> I paid the five bucks and I got a picture in the generally. 
because nice. I grew up on the damn Dukes of Hazard. I don't That's care. That's right. Um, Do they have the shrine to Koi and Vance? Who? Koi and Vance. Koi and Vance. It's called Cooters. What? No, Koi and Vance. The year that the year that Bo and Luke held out in real life, and they had to put Koi and Vance in as the substitute Bo and Luke Duke. No, I didn't see anything about that. What? Also, not brushed up on my Duke history. I mean, I grew up on it, but then I've really detached ever since. Right. To be quite honest, right? So, but Koi and Vance were great. They expected people to buy them as the Bo and Luke Duke. They were like wow. the GoBots of the uh, <laughs> of the <laughs> Duke boys. Did they replace Daisy. No, no, I don't think they did. Uh, this, is, this is another just, podcast. Yeah. This is a whole other podcast. She didn't but, have a contract but, issue, apparently. But, I mean, we were talking about because I saw like like there was a Duke Fest or something, and there were like hundreds of of General Lees and everything, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, you know, how many of these are there? I saw the picture in there, and I, I mentioned about because I had recently listened to a Jerry Lawler interview on one of those podcasts where he talks about how he got his Batmobile. Right, and I said, "Yeah, there was a guy that was making them, and that's how Jerry Lawley got his, or something." I know that's not the complete story, but um, and and she and then you know didn't even bat an eye, you know, She's like yeah, you know, Jerry Lawley's, you know, and that that was like a weird, cool moment, mm-hmm. and and like you know, I would hesitate to say, "Yeah, Jerry Lawler, blah blah blah," but I, like I just it, it slipped out, and I was in the right place, <laughs> and I was amongst the right people, and that was that was just kind of a really cool, interesting uh, moment for me. Um, on, on my trip this last week, so <laughs> so there you go. Also, completely missed wrestling the wrestling. Oh, I talked about it at the beginning. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. I talked about that, but but I don't know. Uh, didn't need to see Jeff Jarrett again. But um, anyways, from the Facebook, uh, from the Facebook, there it is. Hello, uh, we had from Jen Carlin's uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, really, really. Loves plants, particularly that plant. He does. Yeah. That is like he really likes that plant. That is my favorite thread of yeah. the Ambrose Asylum. Hey, wait, Shane, hold this, please. Um, Chris Larusso, friend of the show, who actually wow. his interview will be airing on this week's uh, Indie Mayhem show uh, shortly after his match with Tatanka. Ah, oh, yes. So that was a pretty cool conversation he had. Uh, we 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 all can get along, he says. After some technical difficulties at the uh, Ring of Honor dojo. The ROH tryout camp moved to Bristol, PA, to the world-famous Monster Factory. The Monster Factory was more than accommodating and uh, was able to put up the entire camp on less than 12 hours' notice. Wow. Amazing to see two schools work together for the benefits of the wrestling world as a whole. Shout-outs to Danny Cage of the MF Monster Factory and Hunter Johnson of ROH uh, for being great coaches and leaders and setting an example for all to follow. That's awesome. Uh, Matt and Mike also learned that I'm uh, pretty sure Barbie made a Sasha Banks doll. There's a picture here over on the Facebook. I am not able to pull up, but yes, it looks a lot like Sasha Banks. Um, Alex Cars learned that WWE Creative had no idea how they want the uh, Golden Truth angle to be resolved. I don't know. It's just kind of there. <laughs> Their result, the result of them. Uh, not knowing how to resolve it. Let's just add Fandango. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It works. Let's get weird. Um, and also, Bobby F. J. Town learned that uh, he wants uh, to find a third Bella that was locked in the attic of their childhood home. Oh, only for, only for it to come out and total Bella's. Her name is Zoop Bella, and she resembles 
Rachel Dratch's character from SNL with the baby arm coming out of her head, and there's a link to that. Um, yeah, so total total Bellas is a thing. Sure, I guess so. Whatever. I, well, we see, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's how they're going to spin the show because of them dropping the Divas moniker. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to make it about the Bellas, which is fine. I mean, yeah. it's totally cool. But apparently, they're still doing Total Divas. Right. It's just they have a separate side show now. This is the third hour of Raw equivalent of Total Divas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. This is, this is NXT Total Divas. <laughs> this is... This is Total Divas Legends House. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, right. God. Alumni. It, it is. Because, I mean, these are all the people that aren't doing anything. Like, right. listen, wait say, a minute. Total Bellas, Total Bellas kind of intrigues me <laughs> just from the promotional photo of alone. Which because is, it's obviously yes. Bri and Nikki and their respective uh, right. boyfriends. Who happen to be Daniel Bryan and John freaking Cena. Yeah. Also, their mother and her husband – John Laurinaitis. Yeah, right, right. All about people power. Like, I hope they live in a house together. Like, like and, that and, house and picture. That thing is what it is. And the other one is her brother and uh, his brother's wife, who from the promotional photo I thought was a third Bella. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a third Bella that we don't know about. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't get the picture in high enough resolution to determine that she's a real right? person. It looks like a third Bella. Like... <laughs> There was a third Bella back and to the left, like literally on next staircase. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, on that note, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, I don't think anybody learned anything in the chat. Yes, uh, Matt Carlin's just learned that top-rated Australian wrestlers on CageMatch.net is Peyton Royce. Ah, oh, it's right. been popping up. Garza will now tell us how great she is. <laughs> there was a conversation about... Um, um, why Brit- the Brit wrestling is so hot right now, and where's the next thing coming from Australia? You had to be there. Live at SorgatronMedia.com every Tuesday night about 8 p.m. Eastern time, and till whenever the hell we damn well please, apparently. Um, thank you so much for joining us, uh, and of course, WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the stuff. Subscribe to the show. Patreon.com slash WrestlingMayhemShow at MayhemShow on Twitter, WrestlingMayhemShow on the Facebook and Facebook group. A lot of great conversation including a lot of those uh what we learned from wrestling that I, I shared this evening so a lot of good stuff thank you so much uh old school burt legrand pleasure as always sir. thank you for this coming back this is great yes i enjoyed it have me on again uh, is that a threat that's a threat oh wow. <laughs> i have a microphone on rwa show so i can just you know call that you is out. true yeah not stop, next month though stop but. throwing sorgatron media on the under the bus what? by the way what are you talking you're about? healing me out i thought we were, we were letting people film i you said don't food def- don't food i i you can ask you can ask uh Dobbers, you can ask uh missy i i soft my stance last show no good I did. good I did. stop we want them to buy the dvds yes. stop making us look bad <laughs> The bin, the bin of DVDs. The bin of DVDs. The bin of DVDs. I was not there. I was, I was told. I was told to promote the. I was told to promote the bin of DVDs at the last show. And it was a stack of DVDs on the table. The the in the paper sleeves. No bin. <laughs> so it was a theoretical bin of DVDs. All right, we're gonna have to work with our marketing department. Apparently, do you want a DVD? I have the March DVDs the on my desk one. upstairs. Ooh, yeah. They're still there. They were ready to go. March to victory. March to victory. It is just sitting on my desk. Um, Shame on you, Sorg. I just <laughs> me. I don't know. I just thought I'd blame you. Sure, he's here. Hot Wheels blaming the way over at RWA uh, Live dot com. <laughs> 
Hot Wheels RWA Sound Guy to the Stars, the Running Game Wrestling Alliance. And of course, uh, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Good friend. Uh, wow, He's not talking now. Good friend. He's trolling you. Good friend. Yes. We got a show this weekend. Go oh. to it. It'll be fun. It's in Austin, Texas. I'm go sure. Check us out. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on Indie Mayhem Show uh, later on. So yes, go check it out. That would be episode uh, 116. If you want to check that out with Booker T, Chris Russo, and RJ City. Talking about Donald Trump and potatoes. Um, if that doesn't get you to listen, that's right. I don't know what will. I'm staying right here. You're staying right here. He's not going right to be here. here. But okay. I know. But still. But still, I can listen prin- from here in principle. I got my headphones on. There you go. There you go, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to our chat room, Matt Carlin's Garza, Bobby of Town, so many more throughout the night. Juggalo John, tell us about being taught by Shane Douglas back in the day. See you guys next time. Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Guys are cool. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.